On this episode of PLN PJ's Romelu, Ronaldo, and Slow Starters. Welcome back to the only Premier League podcast with a dress code. That dress code being jammies and Brent cooling off a little bit here in colorful Colorado. Ooh, nice alliteration. I actually got to wear my uh, real pajamas, no pajorts. I am still rocking some pajorts that were intended to be pajorts, not cutoffs. Um, I was thinking about it today and I'm really thinking about as the weather is cooling but it's still warm out we really got to invest in the Capri game oh my goodness, but finding yeah. a, a, a pajama Capri hear me out yeah you know those like pant shorts that have the zippers at the yes. knees we do that for pajamas now hear me out tear away pajamas Ooh. that reveal a pair of pajamas underneath like you're getting ready to warm up for like a exactly and you pull game. them off <laughs> And there are more pajamas more underneath. Pajamas. <laughs> Those, that's the pajorts. Pajorts, that's, yes. That's, it's game time. It's uh, tearaway pajamas yeah. with pajorts underneath. It's your loungewear pajamas yeah. that tear away into your sleepy time pajorts. Well, something for the think tank, I guess. Um, Shark Tank. Yes. We'll be going on that show soon enough. For that reason, let's move on. Thank you. <laughs> uh, week, what, four is coming and gone. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea, Manchester United, and Liverpool all tied at the top with 10 points. And an eight goal differential. Uh, a plus eight goal differential, mind you. I not mind. Yeah, hope. You would assume so. And yeah, it's pretty tight at the top to start. I mean, it's the start of the season, right? It usually happens. But specifically those three teams, and granted Manchester City have looked very convincing in their matches outside of the Tottenham loss and, and are just a single point behind because of it. It's definitely looking like it's going to be a competitive season and possibly one of the more competitive ones that we've had in a long time between multiple teams rather than having a runaway team or a fight between two top teams being Liverpool and Man City. So it's kind of nice to see that extra level of competition introduced back into the Premier League. Brent, I do agree with that, although it is only the fourth match week and City were further behind at this point last season. And kind of ran away with it, um, in a sense. Substantially, frankly. Sure. Yeah. So maybe a little too it's soon. Early days. Early days. <laughs> that's, that's what as it is. You love to say. Um, but yes, I hope this is a telltale sign of what's to come for this Premier League season. Um, two of those teams, United and Chelsea, have two frontmen, new frontmen. True. Well, the return of two frontmen oh, yeah. for both Get teams. That. Yeah. The arc on both of their stories. It's a great character development story. Um, both had braces this weekend they did. and not the ones in your teeth. Nice, because that was a clarification I was looking for. Jake, you're right. Both Cristiano Ronaldo and Romelu Lukaku scored two goals in their respective games this weekend. And it really just begs the question going forward. It's early, as we say, early days. Early days. Trademark. We made our Golden Boot predictions early on before the transfer window was closed and these things happened. Not that would change necessarily what our predictions were, but Jake, it does beg the question, 
who do you think will be more important for their team this season between the two of them? Excuse me, betwixt the two of nice. them. Nice. That is very important that you clarified. Yes. Um, Brent, great question. Uh, my first gut instinct is to say Lukaku. Yep. Um, you know, sound like a broken record. Chelsea needed that striker. Yep. They really needed the clinical finisher. Ronaldo, I don't want to bring age into it, but obviously, you know, end of, his, end of his career, obviously we've seen so far he can still produce. Um, but I think when uh, you look at the role that they're filling for their respective teams, Lukaku fills that role more and is going to be uh, more vital in the success for Chelsea. Yeah, it's definitely United had a lot of options up front. None really ready to take that step into being a 20-plus, maybe even 30-plus mm-hmm. goal striker in a season across all competitions. Sure. And Cavani might be, but he's often injured. So I understand there's a lot of benefit to having Ronaldo in the team who treats his body like a temple. Generally speaking, knock on wood, doesn't get hurt that often and scores a lot of goals. And that is massive for United going forward. But I agree with you that Rom has to be the biggest benefit to his own team because it is the only real weakness that they had, especially adding Saul, who I know had a bit of a disappointing debut by Chelsea fans' standards, but I think will be a great player. You can't judge him on one game. I think he'll be great going forward and will be a great rotational midfielder for their team. Exactly. Um, Both play big parts in their respective teams. Uh, But yeah, we can differ on who we think. Is going to have a big impact. But Brent, uh, I saw you pointing to it. We are drinking some whiskey tonight. That's not news. We do that, that, that is common. We do that every Very week. commonplace for us. Uh, but this is a new whiskey. It is new. Uh, it is from Lock & Co. Ooh. And it is a rye that is aged in Aspen barrels. And I have to say, you know, as always, it's from Aurora, Colorado. We drink Colorado whiskeys primarily. When I was at Molly Spirits down the street... They did also point out that the owner of Lock & Co. often comes by and signs bottles wow. and gives a little tasting for customers in the store on the day that he gets there. And we happened to get the last signed bottle that was available in the store, that which is kind of fun. worth so much money someday. It's going to be worth a lot of money. What I will say is about half of it wiped off on my no. hand as I got out of there. Did you wash your hand? Well, no, of course not. It's going to be worth millions. (laughs) How am I going to sell my hand for millions of dollars with half a signature on it if I if I wash my hands? You know, that's that's silly. It's the new NFT. What I will say is what's fun about it: the bottle itself. Yeah. Very cool. They designed it to be like a flask. I was told so that you could fit it in your back pocket, but still get a full whiskey bottle content of alcohol. Brent, you would look silly with that in your back pocket. You would. It, it's uh, 750 milliliters. No, it's a full bottle of whiskey. <laughs> but the idea of it is fun. And I have to say, yeah. for a rye whiskey, it's great. Yeah. Uh, no harsh aftertaste, which sometimes you find with those ryes. Yeah. Um, not a, like a ton of flavor, but very smooth. Yeah, no, I've, I've been a huge fan. Very easy to drink. And, uh, you know, this is one of those ones that we can give a solid recommendation for, I think. Yeah, and uh, shout out to Aurora, Colorado, which was my first apartment when I moved to Colorado. It's true. It's true. I I went there. I saw it. But Jake, uh, you know, usually I like to have a nice, smooth transition, speaking of smooth whiskey. And going into our next segment, our main segment of the day, slow starters in the Premier League. There are a few of them. 
Ah, slow starters. I thought you were talking about an appetizer that you ate at oh, a mild yeah. pace. Taking your time. Right. I could see why you'd think that. <clears throat> Just to be clear, we're talking about the Premier League gotcha. and the teams specifically that have had slow starts to the season. And Brent, uh, I'm going to list the ones we're going to cover. I'd appreciate it if you real did. Real quick. Uh, Newcastle with one point, Burnley with one point, Leeds two points, Arsenal three points. Wolves three points and Leicester three po- or six points, and that's after four matches. Yeah, and I, I guess the thing is Leicester six through four is not awful, but for their standards and recent history and how right. well they've performed, it seems a slow start for them to be in ninth place this early on. It's been a goal differential issue for them as well, conceding quite a few to West Ham in particular. And, you know, while they may be three points above the rest of the teams we covered, and it is early in the season, I think it is worth pointing out that they are behind their own standards, considering they have a majority of their team available of who they'd like to pick. You know, they have been riddled by injury at the end of seasons the past Mm -hmm. few seasons, but they do have their full team available, and by their recent standards, are starting slow. And I will say, Leicester have already played Man City, West Ham, when, who they went down to 10 men for. Which doesn't help, no, certainly. not at all. So six points out of, after four games, not great. But I think we're going to focus a little more on the rest of the teams we sure. mentioned. And Brent, of those five, who has had the most disappointing start, in well, I think your opinion? We both agree on who sure. we think has had the most disappointing start. And a lot of people would say Arsenal. But they have been a little riddled by injury, sickness, didn't have their full first team available. But when you look at the teams that did have the full squad available, and I know this particular team did play Manchester United opening day and had a pretty substantial loss. They haven't had the easiest run in, but they did draw Burnley, which as of right now isn't a great sign. It's Leeds with two points sitting in 17th place, who just based off last season and the hot start they had and how they impacted the league – that just seems a low return for them, and, and I'm a little bit concerned about their start. Brent, I'm totally on board with that, and I, I'm glad that you mentioned Arsenal because obviously we talked about it earlier um, this season, how they had a terrible start, uh, bounced back with a win, got their first three points of the mm-hmm. season. But I, I do agree that Leeds probably overall most disappointing, two points from four games. Uh, we see them as that kind of fast-paced, usually high-scoring team uh, when they're in their form, but obviously out of form now. And interesting to see if they can snap out of that little funk going forward because uh, you expect them to be at least fighting for top of the table. Well, I I hope so because they make the Premier League more fun with their play style when they're performing well, in my opinion. And, And it is a bummer to see them struggling early with only two draws out of four games to return. And, and like I said, I know that they haven't had the easiest start, but you know, you'd hope for them that they'd pick up three points against a team like Burnley, who is struggling so far. And it's interesting that we talk about Burnley because we've both listed them as Jake. The team that we are most concerned about from yes, this list. Very much so. Uh, obviously, a draw against Leeds, probably the I get, it is the best result they've gotten because the only points that they've gotten. Um, not the easiest schedule, but you know, you're not going to have an easy schedule at any point during the Premier League. So one point from four games from a Burnley side who's, who's been in the top flight for as long as I can remember and just have been 
the epitome of mediocrity. Um, nice. maybe, maybe it's their time to drop down a little bit. And I think both of us might be concerned that they're going to be in a battle for relegation. Possibly. Yeah, I think so. And the biggest concern for me is, especially with this recent Everton game, just how open they looked at the back, looking at the fact they lost 3-1, to one, should have and could have been 4-1 to one if Ducore held his run on side. I mean, they were split open like a coconut. They were absolutely devastated at the back, and that's tough signs going forward for a team that relies on defensive solidity, a solid goalkeeper, and then the occasional set-piece counterattacking goal with a striker like Chris Wood. And it is possibly concerning going forward. Definitely. They were split open like your pants at your friend's wedding last week. That's month. true. That's true. I did do that. But I, I, the difference is I owned it. And right. I rocked it going out to the bars the rest of the evening. Burnley. I'm worried about Burnley. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that they can rock it. I'm afraid that this, the split is just going to keep getting bigger and bigger. Right. And, and it's going to be embarrassing for them. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, well, Brent, on the other end of the spectrum... Who from this list do we think is going to have the quickest recovery? Jake, I think it's going to be Wolves. When you look at their first three games, they lost 1-0 to Leicester, 1-0 to Tottenham, 1-0 to United. Very solid Premier League teams, and they created a lot of opportunities in those games and just didn't have the finishing touch. Right. However, they're now coming up on an easier run of games in relation to the entire Premier League. They're playing Brentford. Southampton, Newcastle, Villa, and Leeds in their next five. And more importantly, their poaching goal scorer, Raul Jimenez, is back, healthy, and back playing for Wolves. And I think that's very important for the team because it's not they weren't creating chances, they just weren't finishing chances. And I think Raul Jimenez will finish the chances that they have been creating, and and it'll help the team. And I'm really not that concerned about them going forward. Brent, I'm also not that concerned. I watched the game um, against Tottenham, obviously. And, and I watched the one against United. And, and they created so many chances. And I believe they were top five, maybe top three in chances created in the first four weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but only three points to show from that. Yep. Uh, you can say it's tough competition and that they had uh, a good defense in United and Tottenham that kept them out. But really, it was the finishing that was it lacking. Was. You mentioned Raul Jimenez. I agree. I think he's going to be a key player in this uh, recovery or recovered form. But also, they just got their man, Huang Hee Chan, from True. Uh, Leipzig. Yeah. And he opened his account in the Premier League this past weekend. He did. And I expect him to score more for that Wolves team that is full of chances. Yeah, any FIFA player will know that he was a hot item as a squad building challenge to get his one to watch card. Didn't exactly pan out for him last season. Only got one in for him, which was... A, look, I was one of those people, so I was p- particularly disappointed. But that being said, yes, I think he adds a little bit more potency and a different option from Raul Jimenez and Fabio Silva going forward in terms of goal scoring. And keeping in mind that Pedro Neto was also out for their first few games and, and has been injured. And so they should be recovering... Again, only conceding three goals through their first four games. It's been a lack of production going forward, and they should recover from that, in my opinion. In our opinion, frankly. In, in both of our opinions. And, and Brent, I will say, uh, we listed six teams, and we've really touched upon five of them. But I, I want to talk about Newcastle, who okay. we, we've kind of glanced over. Um, in our first prediction episode, I picked Bruce to get 
or be the first manager to be you fired. Did. And with that prediction, I said Newcastle would not win a game in the first 10 matches. So far, that is true. Yep. They've had one draw and three losses. Yep. Um, are, are we concerned about Newcastle? I, I know I kind of saw it coming with my prediction, but obviously that was just a bold prediction. And sure. I didn't know that was going to be true. Yeah. But. No, Jake, I would say there are reasons to start ringing the alarm bells on a mild sense. They are definitely hindered by the fact that Cal Wilson is out injured as a goal scorer. I've just always felt that between Miguel Almiron and Jolinton mm-hmm. and St. Maximin, they've had enough creativity going forward. They create a lot of chances. If you watch them on the counterattack, I just watched them against United this past weekend. They created a lot of dangerous opportunities going forward. It's just whether or not they can keep the ball out of the back of their own net. Sure. And again, not having Callum Wilson is a bummer for them from a goal scoring production. Not that Jolinton isn't a solid player. Mm-hmm. It's just more Callum Wilson, proven Premier League player, has scored for years with Bournemouth, now with Newcastle. I I tend to think that they'll be okay going forward and have just had, had a very slow start. But it'll be interesting to see if your prediction's right and they do go another six matches without a win. Brennan, I think it's funny that you bring up Jolinton because I saw a tweet um, that was in all good fun saying that the United-Newcastle match was one of the most watched Premier League matches in the last five years. Wow. And at the end it said, the Jolinton effect. That has to be it, yeah. (laughs) Which I thought was funny. That is good. Uh, Jake. Yes. I hate to say it. Speaking of funny. Funny. You know, there's some funny odds. This week. There are, you say, surprising. Surprising. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I would say it, Jake. There was a surprising odd that we picked up on that we're not sure if relates to just positioning in the table rather than looking at the teams themselves and the quality. But you're never going to guess who at plus 100 odds is predicted to beat another team. Would you mind giving the teams? You said I was never going to guess. Yeah. Okay. I, I saw you click your pen, though, so I assume you wrote, wrote a guess. Sure. Uh, my guess was Arsenal. Yes. At even or plus 100 odds against Burnley. Yeah. No, you're right. Really? Yeah. That is spot on. That's crazy. Yeah, that's why. And you wouldn't expect it because any other season, sure. Arsenal, Burnley, and Burnley with one point. I realize Arsenal struggling early. They have had some injuries. They've had some sickness issues. But at plus 100 odds to beat Burnley seems surprising. A Burnley team who blew a 1-0 lead to a front line of Damari Gray, Richarlison, and Andros Townsend. Yeah. Tough. Yeah, no, it's surprising considering they'll presumably be going up against Pepe, Aubameyang, Odegaard. Yeah. And take your pick on Sokka. the left wing or Sokka. You know, I mean, they should concede goals in that game. They may score. Sure. You know, it's the, the Arsenal defense We've is shaky. And set pieces are always dangerous for a team like Burnley. You never know. But plus 100 odds seem solid. You put your fiver on it. That's a solid return. Yeah. Um, and Brent, I've actually put more than a fiver on it so really? far. Um, I really like those odds. They're actually slightly increasing by the moment. Uh, depending on what sports book you use, okay. obviously we use Barstool. We use Barstool, book. yeah. Um, so I get those bets in as soon as you can uh, yeah. before they realize what 
a silly mistake they've made. No, I agree. Uh, but Brent, we also saw uh, some odds that we liked, and it's our game of the week pick, uh, odds-wise. And it's Watford to beat Norwich. Yeah, I think it's worth nor- noting that Watford have beaten Norwich in three of the last four games. It's a good stat. This season so far... Norwich have struggled to score, and Watford have looked very free-flowing going forward. On top of that, the addition of Musa Sissoko, while we used to joke about him on Tottenham, he is a very solid player, and going to a lower-level Premier League side is obviously going to be a very influential player for them, and he is a very solid midfielder. He has a ton of energy, gets up and down the field. He had a couple of chances in their last game. And I wouldn't be surprised if Watford do, in fact, pick up a victory, a much-needed victory mm-hmm. for a newly promoted team against Norwich. And again, at plus 240, that just seems generous. It, it really does. Um, and a matchup that I will say could really go either way. Yeah. To give either odds as plus 240 is insane to Yeah. Me. Uh, but yeah, a Watford team who's kind of, Struggled to find the footing uh, so far, but a little better than Norwich has been yes, doing. Yes, absolutely. Um, Norwich lost a, a good amount of their playmakers. and Buendia. Yeah. It's, yeah. I, I wasn't going to name names. Yeah, but, yeah. but, you, but I did. Uh, but I think Watford hold the advantage here, and I, I think they, uh, they pick up the win against Norwich. No, Jake, I agree. And while I don't necessarily think our next team is going to win sure. the game, the player, while Mikael Antonio is suspended for a game with a red card, and this player has been in good form, Pablo Fornals to score versus Manchester United at plus 575 for a player that's been in great form in recent weeks. Yeah, uh, did well for Spain in those uh, World Cup yeah. qualifying matches. And an anytime scorer at plus 575, you expect that from like a defensive midfielder. Right. But for someone who's attacking minded and who has gotten on the score sheet yep. in the past week. And who is pretty much a guaranteed starter in the sure, game. Yeah. You know, I mean, he is in scintillating form. I like that word. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and I'd agree. I, yeah. I, I, I talked to you earlier about possibly picking him up on my uh, FPL team. Yeah. Uh, just because I liked what I saw in his matches for Spain. So, yeah, uh, look out for him to score against your Manchester United. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope it's the only goal they score. And I will say, also worth noting, that yeah. Manchester United have only kept one clean sheet so far in the first four games, even with Rafael Veron playing. So, it's not like you're going up against a Tottenham defense who already has sure. three clean sheets. You're going against a side that is susceptible to the counterattack, Mm-hmm. Played at the London Stadium. It seems set up for at least an opportunity or at least multiple opportunities for four Niles to convert. And a team that gave up two goals to adolescent males. Uh, it's just true. Today. Young boys. Yep. Yeah. Hey, and shout out to Payfok, Sibachu. Jordan. Jordan Sibachu. Huge goal for the Game U.S. Winner. national team. Just in general, you know, for momentum, a Champions League winner against Manchester United. Honorable mention, Brendan Aronson, who ripped one from 25 yards out that the keeper had to tip over in uh, the 80th minute to potentially win. But, you know, a draw is nice. Exactly. Uh, But, Brent, moving on to our parlay. Oh, the the Pirates Code? Parlay. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Want to break it down for us? Yeah, I would love to. So we shouted out specifically Arsenal to beat Burnley at mm-hmm. plus 100 odds. We're going to continue that train where we have 
Arsenal over 1.5 goals, assuming that they will score two or more, and that Arsenal will have the most corners in the game. That's going to get you 295 on a parlay. Really? Yeah. Almost plus 300 for those very obvious bets. It seems done and dusted. You know, Arsenal to win, duh. duh. Arsenal over a goal and a half, of course. Easy, considering they only put one past Norwich and it was a scuffed in goal by Aubameyang. And most corners. Burnley doesn't get corners. Burnley does not get corners, and neither do Arsenal. So it's going to be perfect. We're supposed to tell them that Arsenal does. Oh, Arsenal gets a ton of corners. Yeah, they create a lot of chances going forward. We want them to waste all their money. Exactly. But either, either way, that's plus 295, like you said, almost plus 300 odds on what... All jokes aside, it should be a pretty comfortable bet. Yeah, Brent, uh, obviously we feel comfortable comfortable about this Arsenal over Burnley pick, um, and we're just compounding that with these other two you know, simple yeah. picks. It was like me today thinking United were going to beat Young Boys 3-0 and combining a bunch of picks that would emphasize that and then having them get a red card in the yeah. 30th minute and then lose. Yeah, uh, if... Dalo starts that game right back. You probably win 3-0. Possibly. I'd, and I did tell you I wanted him to start. But either way, we're a Premier League podcast, not a Champions that's a, League one. That's a Premier League team. I, I know. But focusing on this bet specifically, all jokes aside, I think it is a solid bet. Uh, Brent, I definitely agree with you. And uh, no bets from last week to go over. Obviously, we did something a little different for the we international did. break. We had a... A great interview uh, with a Scottish international player. It's true. And uh, we're hoping to do more in the future. It would be fun. We're, we're, hey, look, and maybe let us know on our TikTok. We do have a Q&A section on it if you want to respond. And let us know whether or not you liked the interview process, somebody that you might like us to try to get in contact to mm-hmm. that's you know realistic and reasonable. <laughs> uh, you know, just, just let us know because we love doing that. And that was, that was fun. That was a good way to start my Saturday morning. And just in general, check out our TikTok at uh, PL and PJs. Uh, we're doing some guess the Premier League player in 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and forecasting bets on the day of match weeks to let you know what's looking hot. Right. So that, that's our insider deal. And yeah. all it takes is to open your, your TikTok app. So, you know, you're not, we're not charging you anything yeah. for these locks. Or not uh, even. You could just get the TikTok sent to you by a friend. Sure. And uh, if you text me or Brent personally, we will send it to you. Yeah, easily. Uh, Jake, I'll send it to you. Uh, Brent, I'm not sure if you actually know this, but follow us on Instagram at oh. PL and PJs. Same I handle didn't know that. as our TikTok and our Twitter. Um, but yeah, I set it up uh, last week and I post our TikToks there for those that just use Reels. Now, I didn't know that. How did I not know this? Mm-hmm. You didn't feel the need a week ago to be like, hey, just FYI. Brent, the only need I feel is the need for, for speed. speed. <laughs> nice, nice. That's good. I knew exactly where uh, you were going. But yeah, I, I'll try to keep you in the loop next time. I I'm appreciate sorry. it. You know how much I love to be involved in news. <laughs> I love hot news. You love inside jokes. And, and that you love too. to be a part, a of, part one of one someday. Um, but Brent, that's it for our podcast this evening. Well, the whiskey is empty on my end. You've got second. a little bit of a... Yeah, that's more of condensation than whiskey, but... Our very solid Lock & Co. rye whiskey that was very easy to drink. I had and our... Uh, Kirkland IPA. <laughs> Kirkland our Kirkland IPA Session IPA. Yeah, which I do love. It's a screaming deal. If you're looking for one, 
20 bucks for a 24 pack. They're fantastic. But I digress. I move on. And Jake, I'm ready to get this this stuff ended. You know, let's let's get out of here. Let's uh let's hang out. Let's have a good time. Let's film some TikToks. Brent, I'm right there with you. Um, from the only Premier League podcast with a dress code. Now looking for rip-off <laughs> pajama pants into other pajamas. We're PLMP Days. We'll catch you next time.